Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Modern Health with Dr. Jane. I, of course, am Dr. Jane. I'm a naturopathic doctor and a natural fertility expert. Today, I want to dive into the topic of unexplained infertility. Unexplained infertility is possibly one of the worst, the worst diagnosis that you can get. It literally gives you no solution. It makes you feel broken and gives you treatment options that are just feel like they're just a shot in the dark. You have no idea if they're going to work or they're not going to work because you have no idea what's wrong. And the way that I want you to flip this around and the way that we're going to talk about this today, because this is where alternative medicine shines. Um, and in my practice and in the practice of my mentors who have been doing this for many, many more years than I have, we have not hit a case of unexplained infertility. Because just because the conventional system cannot explain why you can't get pregnant, it doesn't mean that there is no explanation. And the reason for that is because the conventional system is looking for a diagnosis. They're looking to see cysts. They're looking to see fibroids. They're looking to see endometrial tissue growing outside of the uterus. They're looking for autoimmune disease. They're looking for diabetes. Whatever, that they're looking for a disease to say, ah, that's the reason why you can't get pregnant. But in reality, if we look through for pregnancy, through pregnancy, through this filter of, well, pregnancy, pregnancy is a natural process. So if it's a natural process, then why, why is it not happening? And in reality, you do not need to have a diagnosis in order to not be able to get pregnant. And so to me, when I look at it, and you know, like I said, my mentors that I have looked and looked up to and have worked with for the years that I have been practicing is we are going to look at what is missing and then why it's missing. And so this is what we really want to dive into today. I'm going to dive into it. And before I do, I want to, <clears throat> I want to preface this for you guys to be very, very careful with labels. Be very careful to label yourself as infertile. If you are labeling yourself as I have infertility and I am infertile and I have no answers, it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole of feeling really sad and sorry for yourself and not to take action because your thoughts become your action, your actions and your actions become your habits and your habits become your character and your destiny. And what breaks my heart is when I follow some Instagram, uh, you know, Instagram, whether it's celebrities or just women who have been quite popular in the infertility space, if you will, because of sharing their own journey. I see them so strongly identify with infertility that now it has become their identity. And I don't think that they will actually believe that they are capable of getting pregnant. They want to believe that, and they're still hopeful, but their actions are very different. I've also spoken to some of those women who genuinely will just sign up for the next IVF cycle without even thinking about, well, why did the last one not work? How is my body feeling? What's going on with my body and my menstrual cycle. There's such a huge disconnect between what's going on in the body and how the body is being treated, how they're treating it, 
And so I just want you to be really, really careful with labels because that's something actually that I end up having to do through my program in my Maximize Fertility program where we're doing coaching and counseling is to break some of these old beliefs, not even old beliefs, but just break these identities that you have created for yourself. Because like I said, your thoughts become your actions and those actions become habit and character. And the next thing you know, you're on the fifth, the sixth, the seventh round of IVF, and you have no idea how you got there. And so we want to be very present and in tune with ourselves. Instead of going blindly into something and not listen to our body at all, And I know that this could be even triggering for you to hear because you're like, well, my body is broken. And it's like, your body isn't broken. It just needs help. We need to figure out why it's not doing the thing that it's supposed to be doing. How, if we switch the mentality from how can we learn to trust our system and learn to take care of it instead of blame it and hate it and be in this really, uh, you know, torturous relationship with it. Because the female body doesn't create from that space. It cannot create from that space. You have to, your nervous system has to feel soothed. You have to feel calm inside. And if you're not, there is stress. And that energy, instead of being diverted to the reproductive system, is being being diverted somewhere else. So that's kind of my quick little spiel. And be very careful with labels because... Let's talk about fertility and why unexplained infertility diagnosis should not exist. And when your doctor tells you that it's unexplained infertility, you need to simply go another route. Because if the conventional system cannot explain it, that does not mean there is no explanation. Before you choose any treatment, before you choose any procedure, you need to understand what's going on with your body and you need to understand the pros and cons So you have confidence in the decision that you are making. Have a full informed consent because it breaks my heart when I have women after multiple rounds of IUIs followed by IVFs who now has been on so many medications, their cycle is completely dysregulated. Their mood and emotions are completely dysregulated because they have now been through hell and you still have no answers and obviously no baby. And so we need to get the answers before we make a decision on the treatment. It doesn't make sense, you guys. Stop putting the cart in front of the horse. You need to understand what's going on before you make a decision of whatever treatment you need to do. And genuinely, in my practice and in the practice of my mentors, we have not had to rely on IVF. And even when we did, in the few cases that we do, It goes so much smoother because we understand how to support the body and we understand why the pregnancy didn't occur in the first place. So because let's dive into it, because I think that we're all looking for a guarantee and we know that there is no guarantee in the space. There's no guarantee in the in the conventional world. There's no guarantee in the alternative world either. So what do we but and this is what I teach. If there's no guarantee, but there is probability. And so probability increases when our bodies are healthy. And here's really the things that the systems that are really important for the function of your reproductive system, and therefore being able to get pregnant and to stay pregnant. So your 
probability of getting pregnant and staying pregnant increases when you have good thyroid function, when you have good blood sugar and insulin regulation, when you have good digestion, when you have good liver health, when your hormones are regulated, when your menstrual cycle is regulated and it's not painful and you have good white cervical fluid production, you, your mood is good, you have good energy, you're sleeping well, your stress is regulated, your weight is optimized, your skin is clear, your mental and emotional state is optimized. And I know as I'm reading this list, some of you are like, yeah, like there's no way I can have all of these things. And my question to that is, why not? Who made you believe that you can't be healthy and comfortable in your body? When did that belief actually start? Because that's what health is. Healthy is feeling good inside and outside, like inside of your body. You feel good. And there's a reflection of that. Because I know that there's a lot of you who think like, well, it's impossible and no one has been able to help me. And, you know, my doctor has brushed this off, but, and then I I've tried everything. So I've, I'm doing the diets, I'm doing the sleep, I'm trying the management, but my body isn't responding. So I'm holding on to extra weight. My hair is still falling out. I have, you know, my menstrual cycle is still really painful and I've done all the biohacks. I have the red light therapy. I have the sauna. So hear this with, you know, the most purest love that you can. Just because you're doing healthy things does not mean that you are healthy. And I don't mean this to discount the effort, but just because you are doing healthy things does not mean that you are healthy. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story and also the story of my patient where I thought that I was doing everything, but I had severe IBS and anxiety that I'd actually didn't even realize it was anxiety. I just kind of thought that was my state. I was a high, strong person. That's how I described myself. But my body was expressing that anxiety through different things. And I had a lot of depletion because of that IBS. So my iron dropped and then eventually I had really low energy. I had a hard time losing weight. Uh, you know, I was carrying an extra 20, 25 pounds, even though I was exercising all the time and not eating too much and stuck in these yo-yo diets, you know? So we never want to discount the effort because obviously the effort is important. The fact that you're putting effort in, like give yourself a pat on the back. But what I don't want you to do is waste time. If the effort that you're putting in isn't outputting the results that you want, it's not that we need to put more effort in, it's that we need to understand why is the effort that you are putting in not transferring to the results that you want. And the, the, the line between the input and the output, like it should be the same. If I draw an arrow of how much effort you're putting in, it should be the output, the results should be the same. And I find that a lot of us get stuck in this cycle of, well, I'm putting a lot in, but very little is coming out, meaning you're not getting very good results, if any. And that means something is missing. Something is missing and you're focusing on the wrong thing. Everybody is different in terms of what's going to move the needle the most for them. Even my husband and I are doing a health program right now, and we're taking a bunch of the same supplements. But guess what? We're also doing a bunch of different things in order to support like 
what's the most important thing for him versus what's the most important thing for me to do in order to heal is going to be different. And that's going to come down to understanding what's going on for you. And the way that we understand what's going on for you is we do labs and we do a proper health assessment. We sit down and we get to know you as a person, what your habits are, what you do day to day. And I literally, like I do this in my program, I track data. I love tracking data. I think it gives you a lot of insight, especially in our day and age when we're overstimulated and we have no like connection to ourselves. So whether it's using something like the Aura Ring, O-U-R-A, to help you figure out your sleep and your heart rate and heart rate variability and movement, or you already have a device that Fitbit or Garmin watch or whoop, like there's just so many things out there now. So I like tracking the data because it gives me the, an understanding of where I need to focus on first. For example, if you're not sleeping well, I don't care how well you're eating. You're gonna, it's going to be so hard to notice any amount of results when you're not sleeping well. The next thing is obviously doing labs. So if you have a diagnosis of unexplained infertility, you've probably had a bunch of blood work done. You probably had HCG. You probably had ultrasounds and there's been no explanation, but those are all diagnostic lab tests. So remember what I said at the beginning, a diagnosis that you don't necessarily need a diagnosis to not be able to get pregnant. But if we don't have our systems, like our digestion and our thyroid and our blood sugar working well, then the chances of you getting pregnant, that probability drops. No guarantees, but there's probability. And the goal is to increase that probability as much as we can. And so the types of labs that I do is, and you know, functional in the functional medical world is, okay, you do a stool analysis to test gut function and dysbiosis. Um, I can't tell you how many women who have been diagnosed with unexplained infertility have insane gut infections like parasites and bacterial overgrowths like E. coli and salmonella and just like an insane dysbiosis. Insane, insane. And of course, these women are usually bloated. They're usually uncomfortable. They're gassy. They're, they don't poop regularly or they poop frequently and it's loose stools. So it's not like a shock or surprise to them. It's just for whatever reason, they didn't think that their digestion is really impacting anything, uh, you know, with our hormones, um, but your digestion really literally impacts everything. Like if you, the food that you're eating is not being absorbed into your body, your body is in a constant state of stress. And then if you're not detoxing properly, so even if you have diarrhea multiple times a day, that's not good detoxification. Everything is just going through and, and probably actually causing more stress to your system. Versus you're constipated, so you're having less than one bowel movement a day, and it needs to be a big full movement if you're eating two or three times a day, then you're just recirculating toxins back into the system. Your digestion is very, very important for fertility and your hormone health. So none of my patients who've had unexplained infertility were shocked by the fact that their gut function stool test analysis was awful. Um, and I mean that with a lot of love. The next thing is I love doing a urine analysis. I do organic acids, which is basically how you're metabolizing and breaking down and how your enzymes are working, metabolism of fats, proteins, carbs. Uh, and then I also test environmental toxins through urine. So what you are excreting, there is heavy metals, there is mold, uh, environmental to toxics like plastics, phthalates, uh, you know, volatile organic compounds. There's lots of stuff in the air now, in the food and the water. 
And there is no perfect test for sure when it comes to environmental toxins, but I use a lab called Vibrant America and you know, we've had some really good results and it gives us an idea of the toxic load and uh, which system needs the most support. Uh, I do a lot of hormone testing, obviously, through blood, urine, and saliva. So saliva is really great to test cortisol, to stress, test your stress function. If you are highly stressed, you're going to struggle getting pregnant because all your energy is diverted, is diverted towards dealing with stress as opposed to diverted towards healing and reproductive system. And I know everybody's stressed now, but there's a difference between like knowing how much your body is stressed versus not. And I call it like physiological stress versus, you know, conscious stress, subconscious and conscious. Conscious is like stuff that you know you're worried about, but subconscious is like how much stress is your cells under? Like if you have an insane toxic load, and then you have a huge, you know, gut dysbiosis. That's a lot of stress that your own system is under that you're not even aware of. So um, understanding how much stress you are under and getting rid of it is going to be really, really important. So you can handle the mental and emotional stuff a little bit better. And then uh, urine metabolites uh, in terms of hormone testing, how you're breaking down your hormones, your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, uh, you know, test even melatonin and cortisol again. And then through blood, of course, we look at day three and day 21 or kind of that seven days post ovulation just to check and see uh, what your what is the health of your hormones. And uh, the through blood, you also, I mean, a lot of the conventional system should be doing this and it just depends kind of on the quality of your doctor, if you will, and how uh, much attention they pay to detail. But your blood, you should look at inflammation markers like ESR and CRP and then, uh, you know, overall lipids and overall like organ function, your kidney function, your liver function, electrolytes, blood sugar, insulin, this, that needs to be done fasted, thyroid. So once you have all of this testing done, again, there hasn't been a case where I looked and said, oh, sorry, it's unexplained. Like there's no such thing as normal lab work when it comes to functional lab testing as opposed to conventional. The functional is going to show us the function of your system. And so if you're worried about investing more money into labs, it's like, you shouldn't. I have never had a patient say, I wish I didn't do this lab work. They usually say, I wish I didn't work with this one practitioner who told me just to do this one test. But lab testing is really, really important. And I think it's a vital part of understanding the answers, um, but it needs to be personalized to you. So if you are yourself trying to figure out what labs to run, you're not going to be able um, to see everything that you like. First of all, you don't have the education of a of a doctor, of a natural, you know, naturopathic doctor or functional doctor, whoever you're working with. And second of all, even myself, when I'm working with a practitioner, they're going to test things based on some things that I don't even pick up yet because I'm unaware, but I know that there is a problem. And so the labs really help to bring some awareness to some of the things we might be experiencing. So if you want an explanation, you absolutely need, need to do testing. And like I said, I never have couples regret saying, oh, I wish I didn't invest, you know, that three to $5,000 on lab testing. I wish um, the, the thing that they do say is I wish I would have done this earlier. I wish I would have uh, you know, known about you earlier. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting this message out, you guys. 
There is no such thing as unexplained infertility. Stop putting that label on yourself. And if your doctor cannot explain it, then you go find someone who will and who can. And, you know, we as naturopathic doctors and alternative practitioners are not the best marketers. So it is hard to find us, but we are out there. And uh, the more that you can kind of listen and find referrals, you're going to, you're going to find someone if you have that perspective instead of that label right? If you label yourself as infertile, now your actions are just going to be towards um, how can I make myself pregnant versus what if your thought pattern was like, um, I don't believe this unexplained infertility. How can I get answers? So you asking the question of how am I going to get answers as opposed to how can I get myself pregnant is going to give you very different results. And even though the goal is to get you pregnant, the first step is getting answers. Then you can do the treatment. Okay, so I don't want you to waste any more time, money, and your emotional well-being on procedures without any explanation. Do not waste any time, money, or your emotional well-being on procedures without having answers or explanations. It is not worth your time. Let's, let's try this and see what happens is not a solution. That is not a solution. That's not a treatment plan, whether that's coming from a conventional doctor or an alternative doctor. I see this in the alternative phase as well. We're like, well, let's try these supplements and see what happens. No, don't do that. It literally wastes your time and your money long-term. The time is so crucial when we're trying to get pregnant because that clock feels like it's ticking the moment you realize that you're struggling. And so we want to, we want to be strategic with how we spend our time and energy and money. So we can do a lot better than let's try and see what happens and the first step is obviously going to be to start with your knowledge and awareness. All right, you guys, I hope that you found this episode helpful. I hope that it gives you some light uh, at the end of the tunnel to help you start getting some answers. I do have a freebie that is called Five Labs to Do Before Considering IVF, and I'll put that link down below so you guys can download it, read it, and see if that's something that resonates. Otherwise, if you want to hit the follow button, share this on your feed to spread the news, Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you all. Much love and we'll see you next week.